Passion for Fashion podcast. I'm your host, Nisha Farah. In today's episode, I'm discussing relevant sections of an academic medicine paper titled Why Most Published Research Findings Are False by Dr. John P. Ionatis. The paper is structured into one, modeling the framework for false positive findings, two, bias, three, testing by several independent teams, four, corollaries, five, most research findings are false for most research designs and for most fields. Six, claimed research findings may often be simply accurate measures of the prevailing bias. And seven, how we can improve the situation. Dr. Ionatis points out that the consequences of the convenient but ill-conceived strategy of claiming conclusive research findings based by formal statistical significance, typically for p-values of less than 0.05 instead of using r-values, means that most claimed research findings are false. He defines research findings as any relationship reaching formal statistical significance and then explains that the probability that a research finding is true depends on a if it is true before doing the study b the statistical power of the study and c and c the level of statistical significance bias and repeated independent testing by different teams worldwide leads to smaller probabilities that research findings are generalizable let alone true He defines bias as the combination of various design, data, analysis, and presentation factors that tend to produce research findings when they should not be produced. Dr. Ionatis goes as far as to argue that true research findings can occasionally be annulled because of reverse bias. He shares six main corollaries furthering his points about the probability that a research finding is indeed true. Corollary one, the smaller the study is conducted in a scientific field, the less likely the research findings are to be true. Corollary two, the smaller the effect sizes in a scientific field, the less likely the research findings are to be true. Corollary three, the greater the number and the lesser the selection of tested relationships in a scientific field, the less likely the research findings are to be true. Corollary four, the greater the flexibility in designs, definitions, outcomes, and analytical modes in a scientific field, the less likely the research findings are to be true. Corollary five, The greater the financial and other interests and prejudices in a scientific field, the less likely the research findings are to be true. And corollary six, the hotter a scientific field with more scientific teams involved, the less likely the research findings are to be true. The only way to improve this situation is to have better powered evidence via large scale studies targeted for major concepts where the pre-study probability is high so that a significant research finding will lead to post-test probability that would be considered quite definitive. A negative finding can refute not just a claim, but also a whole field or a considerable portion thereof. Another option is to do low bias meta-analysis, avoiding the large research team conundrum by looking at the totality of the evidence and eliminating bias whenever and wherever possible will lead the way to the future. Finally, instead of chasing p-value statistical significance, the greater research community should improve their knowledge of r-values, pre-study odds. Before running experiments, investigators should consider what they believe the chances are that they are testing a true relationship as opposed to a non-true relationship. Hypothesis-generating research with low or very low pre-study odds plague the social sciences, design sciences, and applied design literature, not just the medical literature. The only way to improve is to follow these recommendations in arguably the most precise, logically sound article I've ever seen in the research methods field. 
That's all for now. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe for more posts in the future.